This is You Had Me at Black, and I'm Martina Abrahams. Today we'll hear from Zeus. At only eight years old, Zeus attended a school assembly that changed the course of his life forever. Here's what happened. I want you to breathe all this in, breathe all this in. Oh my God! <laughs> This is You Had Me at Black, the podcast where black millennials tell true life stories. Growing up in West Oakland, you know, we had the drug dealers, we had the drug addicts, syringes, the broken liquor bottles all over the place. But our safe haven was school and house. And I remember one day going to school and they said, we have this surprise assembly. I don't know what to expect. I don't know if they want to talk to us about, you know, what's expected of us or what the guidelines around being a student at this school looks like. I didn't know. But I remember sitting in the bleachers next to my friends, just cracking jokes. I seen a trampoline and a mat, but like I, in my mind, I could, couldn't even fathom what I was about to see. And out of nowhere, this Mortal Kombat theme music come on pumping though like loud it got the whole gym rocking and i'm like what the hell is going on this masked man come out thunder from the golden state warriors this is my first time ever seeing him in person or even knowing he existed he's out there doing flips high flying slam dunks you know high-fiving kids i'm like eight nine years old i'm standing up excited the whole time and everybody was excited but i was more so inspired you know, we didn't know if he was black or white, but I don't, I ain't never seen a, a white dude have moves like that. You know what I'm saying? Rhythm like that. So me and all my friends knew he was black. We was like, it's a black dude, the way he talked, everything. So I was just like, yo, that's, that's dope. Like, it was a black superhero for us. So it was empowering. And then he ended the assembly by giving a motivational speech. In the speech, he said that you can do anything that you want to do if you put your mind to it. It's going to take hard work and it's going to take dedication, but anything is possible. But you have to believe that for yourself and not for anyone else. And I was super inspired by it. I actually tried to go and meet him, but his assistant already had the equipment packed up while he was talking. Nobody's even focused on the equipment at this point. We're focused on what he's saying. So at the end of the assembly, I'm running to go catch him, but he hops in a fan van. And that's what they used to drive the equipment around in. Hops in a fan van, he speeds off. So I'm thinking about that on my way home, just like, man, I can do anything. Like, if he thinks that I can do anything, I believe I can do anything. But then to, you know, be walking home and see all the stuff that I see, it's like, well, that's it's not sounding possible to me. You know, if, if a person can do anything with their life, then why we got so many cats out here standing on the corner? If a person can do anything with their life, why are so many people getting killed around here? You know, why so many dads not around? You know, so many questions. So fast forward to middle school, I got involved into this program called Global Education Partnership. It was a program designed to teach young people how to be entrepreneurs. I actually ended up getting into the program because I was following behind this girl. So at the end of the program, they rewarded us by taking us to a Golden State Warriors game. This is my first NBA game. I don't know what to expect. I make this Go Thunder sign and and I was like, oh yeah, it's gonna be tight. I'm gonna be rooting for him when he go up there and do his thing. I'm sitting in the seat. I actually didn't want to get up to go use the bathroom because I didn't know when Thunder was gonna come out and perform. I didn't want to miss the show. So third quarter, they announced Thunder. He come out, I'm juiced all over again. I'm psyched, I'm, I'm showing off my son. I'm like, oh, let's go, let's go. I'm 
pumped. Me and my homeboys is going crazy though. And just that feeling, like having that feeling come back again. You know, because before then, I don't, I don't think it was ever anything that I was that excited about as a kid. And he comes out and he rocks it. I mean, like, I've never seen somebody hold that much power before, you know, in person. You know, I'm from the hood. I've never seen nothing like that. Once he claps her, he raises his hands, the crowd erupts. And he shuts them down. The other side raises his hand, the crowd erupts. He raises both of his hands, the whole arena is rocking. And he's doing his dunk show. And I was like, I want to know what that power feels like. And I'm 10, 11, so what kid doesn't want to know what that power feels like to be able to do that? But for me, I felt like I'm fighting more so against adversity because of where I'm from and the things that I see every day. And I imagine that being a release for me. So at the end of the game, Thunder's at the court signing autographs, and I ran down to him and I said, hey, man, I want to do what you do. How could I do it? And kind of blew me off, actually. He signed his autograph and he said, go to Head Over Heels Gymnastics, turn around, walked off on me. Like, that was it. So I kept saying the name of the gym over and over to myself so I wouldn't forget it. And I wrote it down. That night I got into Yellow Pages, looked up Head Over Heels Gymnastics, found out that it was about not even a mile away from me. Next day, I was down at Head Over Heels Gymnastics. I was like, yeah, Thunder sent me. Like, it was supposed to have some stripes or something. And it was like, okay, well, here's our prices. And I noticed that I couldn't afford it. So I felt like I was a little discouraged. And I was like, well, is there anything I could do? They said, actually, just last week we started a scholarship program where your parent can come and work around the gym to work off hours for you to be able to come and train. And I was like, ain't no way in hell my mama gonna get off of work doing a nine to five to come clean up behind some snotty nosed kids just so I can learn how to flip better to be an acrobat. So I was like, yo, is it any way I could do it myself? Can I clean up around the gym? They was like, well, yeah, we don't see any, anything wrong with that. So you have all these privileged kids that parents could afford it. And you got me cleaning up behind them. And they dropping trash in front of me on purpose just because they know that that's my situation. They know I'm from the hood, though, you know? But I fought through it because I know what I was there for. I knew what I was coming to learn and coming to do. And then I'm calling Thunder like three times a day, every day for a year straight, getting on his damn nerves, I'm sure. And I was letting him know like, yo, this is my progress. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm working on. At first, I was a little discouraged when I was calling him and he wasn't calling me back. But then I started falling in love with what I was doing at the gym anyway. So I was like, well, when he see me, I'm gonna be saucy. I'm gonna be raw when he see me. And after a year of calling Thunder, he said, you know what, come to the office. I remember him being like, you, you trying to meet up at the office? And I was like, yeah, I'm excited, I'm juiced. He was like, all right, be there at so-and-so time. All right, peace. So I'm, I'm super excited. All my partners is like, oh man, you're not gonna be Thunder, man. You ain't gonna be the next Thunder. So once he told me that, I go outside, I'm talking to my homeboys. I'm like, man, hey man, I'm about to go meet Thunder. He was like, oh, you lying. I was like, nah, I'm about to go meet him. He was like, well, let me come with you. I was like, all right, come on. So show up with my homeboy. And we sitting there, I'm super excited, been waiting a year to meet this dude. And the receptionist called Thunder and told him that we were there. I seen like, you know, some confused look on her face. She hangs up the phone and she looks at me and she was like, uh, yeah, Thunder told me to tell you to go home. And I was like, go home? So I'm, I'm like, wait, mad at her, but it ain't her fault. Thunder told her to tell me to go home. So I'm salty, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting a little feisty with her. 
But she was like, hey, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. So I go home super heated, right? I'm waiting a year to meet this dude. I get a call later that night, and it was thunder. He said, hey, uh, you know why I sent you home? I said, why is that? He said, I sent you home because your friend didn't work hard to get where you're going. Your friend shouldn't be able to just tag along with you when you're in the gym putting in that work. He doesn't deserve to meet me yet. So this is the very first lesson I've learned from Thunder. So I learned that, and then that taught me a lot about people and how a lot of times people, they want to jump on the bandwagon of your success, but they don't want to put in the work to grind hard for it as they should, as you did, you know? So that's a lesson that I learned early in life. And then after a few days, Thunder called me back and he said, hey man, you want to go work out? I was like, yeah. So he picked me up. I don't know what to expect. I never met this dude, you know, but he came to pick me up. He met my mom. First place he took me was to Laney Community College and had me running around the track with him. He was like, yeah, we gonna run. That's what we doing. And he was hard on me. I remember being a young boy, trying to fake like I was hurt just so I could get some rest. He was like, nah, man, we ain't doing none of that. You called me for a year to come and, and cut off? Like, what you called me for? You, if you want to work now, you, you work it. So training me, training me, training me, taking me to shows with him. So I'm shadowing him. And it was this one particular time when we just finished doing a show at Marin or something. And we in a fan van, it's at night. And he's driving through the West to drop me off home. The streets was blocked off. It's like caution tape everywhere. And it's, it seemed like the whole neighborhood was on the corner. You hear people crying and yelling. And it turns out that somebody had just got shot right in front of the store. So for me, I'm so de desensitized by death at this point. Like, oh, somebody else died. Uh, uh, oh, what's the name got killed? Damn, I wonder who it is. I wonder who killed him. Because I'm used to going to sleep to gunshots. That, that shit don't move me. But then I remember him looking over at me with this, this face of concern. And he was like, yo, man, how, how often you see this? I was like, oh, this happened all the time. Somebody die every day, every other day. He was like, man. And I remember he looked at me and he shook his head like slow, like a slow nod. And then since then, like he really stepped into my life, like to a point where he's showing up at my school unannounced checking on my grades, taking me to Toastmaster speech classes, putting positive motivational books in my hand, just like really working on my mentality and doing a paradigm shift with me. I remember it'd be times when I get in trouble at school, he'd tell me not to come to the games, but I want to go to the game so bad that I try to sneak in and everybody end up telling him I'm there anyway. So I get sent home. So I showed up to practice one day, there was other people there and I was like, hey, what's going on? And he was like, okay, well, we training. I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, we're going to start a dunk team. I was like, okay. And Thunder ended up starting a dunk team called Team Thunder, which is now known as the Flying Dubs. It's two of us are still on the team that started off, you know, with Thunder. But he started the Team Thunder slash Flying Dubs. And then when he announced to us that he was leaving, we was like, what? You leaving? Come on, man. You ain't going nowhere, man. It's like, nah, man. You know, I'm going to follow my dreams. You know, don't put no limitations. So when he left, he left us in position to take over. And we killed, we was killing it. It was very few NBA dunk teams. Like at that point, it was like, I think it was probably one outside of this affiliated with the NBA. So we was traveling around to perform for halftime. 
all these different spots around the NBA because it wasn't a lot of dunk teams. And at this point, we was we young, we got fresh legs, and everything that you know the hottest dunker or hottest dunks that they was doing, we was doubling it. So. Thunder quit the job. He actually moved to Los Angeles to become a comedian. So the whole time I'm thinking that he's doing all this stuff to help perfect my craft, he's perfecting his own, you know. So the Toastmaster speech classes, he was going to that so he can better himself as a comedian, not just a motivational speaker. And I'm learning this like, you know, I'm shadowing him. The reason why I trusted Thunder he was my father figure. If you think about the cool shit that your dad can teach you, I learned it from my mentor. I mean, how to dress, how to groom myself, how to talk to girls, how to play basketball, and then acrobatic slam dunking. But my mentor came and he stepped up. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. It helped me grow a lot. So by the time he left, he left me in a state where I was different. I was hard-headed than a motherfucker, but I could never unlearn what he taught me, and it just meant that I would have to grow into the knowledge and the wisdom that he bestowed upon me. So as I was getting older, I'm still, like, repping West Oakland hella hard, but I'm doing positive stuff, too. I'm traveling around the world at this point, China, Mexico, all over America. Third time I went to China, I remember going out there and thinking, like, sitting there on a great wall and thinking to myself, like, you doing all this banging for West Oakland, which I will always do, but you you being hella hood about it, but nobody in China knows where West Oakland is. And then that made me question, like, well, who are you outside of Oakland? Like, who are you? Does your society make you who you are? Am I changed by what society is doing, or am I the person that makes the change in society? And I remember making my mentor a promise. I said, you know what? For what you've done for me, I'm going to do it for hundreds of other kids. He was like, all right. But I was serious. So around 18, 19, I started getting youngsters off the street. Like, I'm just asking, oh, you want to learn how to flip and dunk? You lying. I'm like, no, bro, Seuss really be, he be at the Warrior Games. He's like, you do at the Warrior You know, so it's like they're excited to learn. So got a bunch of West Oakland kids in, in the gym slapping trap music and going hard off the trampoline. And I was still young too, so it was it was like young and wild, but like collectively we're doing something positive. And yeah, I've been doing that this whole time. So for the past 10 years, I've easily had over 150 students easily from acrobatic slam dunking to dancing or just mentoring, like life skills. And it's interesting because, you know, something that somebody did for me, somebody looked out for me, and the fact that he gave me something I can pass along to other people changed my life. So here I am, 17 years later, worked for the NBA, been fortunate enough to go to China 10 times, Dubai, London, Abu Dhabi, Rome, Mexico, all over America for Guinness World Records later. And it's all from being that West Oakland hungry kid that was persistent enough to not give up. The reason why I wanted to tell a story is because I think we get discouraged on what it is that we want out of life. But you gotta believe that it's gonna come around. 
it's impossible. You can't keep knocking on the same door and eventually the door won't open. Like that's, it's not, that's not factual. Like I, I think that anything that you work hard to do, you're gonna get results. So that's my thing, just believe in yourself and keep going. That's why I told the story, I believe in myself and I'm a very confident person when it comes to my abilities to do anything in this world. And I have, and I will, and I will continue to do that. Thanks for listening to You Had Me at Black. Be sure to check out this episode's description for musical credits. And if you like what you just heard, head to youhadmeatblack.com slash b-side to subscribe to our newsletter and unlock access to exclusive videos, behind-the-scenes interviews, and specially curated music. That's youhadmeatblack.com slash b-side. Peace.